Don't let a slow start be the reason you tap out. In fact, just because you have a slow start doesn't mean anything about how you finish unless you choose to let it. New day, new episode, competitor, midweek. Let's get it. My name's Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Every Day Podcast, a show designed to help driven people build a winning mindset so they can build their winning life. Welcome to the show. Good morning, competitor. Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and welcome or welcome back to the Compete Every Day Podcast. I don't know if this is your first episode or you've been binging us every single day, but I'm so incredibly excited you're here. It's hump day. It's the first week of October. That means cool fall weather, Halloween, and most of all, we're in the middle of football season, which is my favorite time of year. But today, we're not talking about football. We're actually talking about America's pastime. See, I was on a flight recently home to Texas from Florida, and I was watching this documentary called Facing Nolan. It's all about Nolan Ryan, the legendary pitcher in baseball. He pitched for the New York Mets, Los Angeles Angels, the Houston Astros, and then most importantly, my Texas Rangers. See, Nolan was one of the first players I remember watching and cheering for growing up. It was Nolan Ryan and it was Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez. Those were the guys I remembered falling in love with the game watching. And Nolan was this gritty Texas pitcher. If you have ever seen it, you probably remember the one thing about him. It's not the fact that he is one of the best pitchers in the history of baseball, but you probably, like me, remember the time that Robin Ventura from the Chicago White Sox decided to charge the mound. And Nolan Ryan beat his ass, is the best way to put it. Put him in a headlock, there's blood on the jersey, and Nolan keeps pitching. There's legendary pictures. If you go on your phone and just Google Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura, you're going to see it. It's a a memorable piece in baseball history and Rangers history for sure. And so I was incredibly excited when I saw this documentary on the American Airlines flight. And thought, man, I can't wait to watch this because I know a little bit of Nolan. I know how great he was. I know the teams he played for, but I didn't know his story. And what I found incredibly interesting about Nolan is here's a guy with a historic career. He's a Hall of Famer. One of the best pitchers in the game. If you've ever seen the Apple documentary Fastball, scientists and all these researchers have determined that Nolan threw the fastest fastball in the history of the game. Based on the mound size, the distance, nobody threw it harder than Nolan. But Nolan Ryan didn't start out great. In fact, he started his career with the New York Mets, and and he was a little bit erratic. He helped the team make it to the World Series. He came in and did incredible work, but he wasn't consistent. And funny enough, the Mets shipped him off to California, to the Angels. In fact, Nolan wasn't one of even the best paid players. He would sell air conditioning units in the summers while he was with the Mets and then the Angels. How crazy is that? Like you think about athletes today and how much money they make. They're not working summer jobs, but here's Nolan 
pitching for the Mets, took him to the World Series because of a postseason appearance and how strong he was, yet he has commercials and work selling air conditioning units in the summer. But everything changed for him when he got traded to California. See, Nolan for a while was a little bit wondering of that. Baseball scouts, and especially the Mets, thought he's not going to amount to anything. He's got a great arm, but he's way too inconsistent. But when he got to the Angels, he got a pitching coach that specifically helped him change his fundamentals. Nolan had a bad habit of throwing his arm all the way across his body from right to left. And so the pitching coach would literally stand in front of him to the left and force him to throw it forward. He did all of these different things to change Nolan's fundamentals. And to Nolan's credit, he wasn't too stubborn for coaching. He wasn't acting like he was better than it. He put in the reps. He listened to the coach. He changed the way he worked his process. And then he did the reps. What Nolan saw was this coach has given me an opportunity to improve. This team has given me a chance to play. And there is no way I'm going to pass that up. That's how he saw it. That's how he talked about it. He said, I saw an opportunity and I wasn't going to pass it up. I bought into the coaches trying to develop me and I put in the work to get better. What's fascinating about that is his time with the Angels is really what set up his career in motion. Pitched for them, he pitched for the Astros, he pitched for the Rangers. He's gone down as one of the best pitchers in the game. He had over 5,700 strikeouts, seven games with no hitters, He threw 12 one-hit games, 18 two-hit games, 31 games where he gave up only three hits. He had 15 200-strike seasons, six 300-strikeout seasons, and he still to this day has the lowest batting average allowed at just over 200 by guys facing him. He went down as one of the best ever, and, and there's two things that really stuck out about his career. One, Despite being one of the best pitchers in the game, Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. Cy Young is the annual award given to the best pitcher in the game. Nolan never won it. In fact, when they interviewed all of these players who faced Nolan, they thought he had won two, three, four, five. He never won one. And the lesson in that moment is you're always going to have people that doubt you, that criticize your work, that tell you you're not good enough for their standards. So what? Keep putting in the work to get better. The second thing this story tells me is you don't have to start perfectly to end legendary. You don't have to start flawless. Nolan wasn't flawless. In fact, he was pretty erratic. It took him years of putting in work, of hiring a coach to help him. Did he only become the pitcher we know and remember him as today? But he did it because he was humble enough to take the coaching. He was willing to listen to the advice and then put in the reps. And then he was patient with the process. So many of us today are in such a rush to be at this elite level that we're not willing to listen to someone giving us advice or coaching us. And then we're not willing to put in the reps consistently. We do it once. We do it here. We do it there. And then we wonder why it doesn't stick. We have to do it every single day because every one of us, no matter if we're looking at an opportunity within our job or a promotion or a side hustle or in our lives and relationships, we have opportunities in front of us every single day. And these are opportunities that other people pass up because they're not willing to do the work to be consistent or to take wisdom and coaching from someone else who wants to help them. They waste their life 
because they've wasted their opportunities being stubborn, letting their ego lead them, and being too impatient to do the work to get better. A slow start doesn't diminish how epic your finish can be. You decide that. Some of you listening to this didn't determine your start. You didn't determine what situation you were born into, what time in your life you, quote, woke up and started realizing you have to take control of things. You didn't determine what's happened over the last 10 to 15 years because where you are now, yeah, you made choices then, but who you are now is a completely different person and how you see the world is there. And it's so easy at this point in life, whether you're 21 or 28 or 48 or 52 to look at your life and think, man, it's too late to change. It's too late to get better at that. It's too late for this. And in reality, you're wasting the opportunity that's still before you because there's still air in your lungs. If you're 52, you you may have a longer runway than someone who's 25. But do you take advantage of it or do you make the excuse, excuse because I'm 52, I can't anymore. It's too late. I'm too old to learn a new skill. I'm too old to change this. It's going to be too slow. I can't be perfect. Or do you just grit your teeth and start getting reps? Do you find a coach who's going to help you improve and then do the follow through and put in the work? Do you stop focusing on what the critics say, on what the sports writers say who award the Cy Young? And do you just focus on doing your job to the best of your ability and then getting better at it every single time you go out? Nolan Ryan's story after watching that documentary is even more inspiring to me because here's someone that didn't start perfectly. They started kind of sloppy. They had to do side hustles to support their main love. They even got traded out because they were told they would never make it. They had doubters. And then they did the work to listen to a coach who believed in them, who worked the process with them, and they saw an opportunity and said, I'm not going to let this pass me up. I don't care what the critics say. I don't care what the writers say. All I'm focused is how I'm going to do my job to the best of my ability. And then every day when I walk off that mound, I'm going to find a way to get better than next time. That's a competitor's mentality. You're not focused on the fanfare. You're not focused on perfection. You're not focused on being amazing out of the gate. You're just focused on competing and getting better. So wherever you are today, competitor, Don't use the excuse of whatever your start looked like be the reason why you can't have a strong finish. Don't let the excuse of what your past was, what choices you made last week, last year, last decade, be the reason you fail to show up today. You can't change the past, but you 100% control the choices you make today. Are you going to show up and embrace the mentality that what do I need to do to get better and then I'm going to go do it? And then when I'm done, I'm going to find more reasons to wake up and opportunities to get better tomorrow? Or are you going to just tell yourself it's too late and live with the excuse that will no doubt burden you with regret at the end? You don't have to start perfect to end great. You don't have to start clean, smooth, popular in order to ultimately win. All you got to do is start, put in the work, get coached up, and every single day commit to yourself that you're not going to go to bed until you're confident you got 1% better than you did the day before. That's how you compete every day. Go get your day, competitor. Go be great today. It's Wednesday, halfway through the week. Get after your day. Get after your week. Most of all, compete for your life. Don't waste this opportunity. 
I'm cheering for you to make the most of it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.